What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's far from the south with Steve and We're back. Hola, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, wherever you are. It is Four from the South. I'm Steve Healy. I'm here with my good friend, Fabrizio Capano. How are you, everyone? Buenas, buenas dias, buenas, to- buenas tardes a todes. Buenas todes. Welcome to the show. We've well, got a good episode today. This On this show, always, we bring you four stories from big Latin America, which extends from somewhere around Canada all the way to Antarctica. Today, we're going to be talking about hipsters smoking toad venom. In the, in the town of Tulum, we're going to talk about, we're going to return once again to one of our favorite characters, El Salvador's hipster Twitter Bitcoin dictator. We're going to talk about a remark in Spanish uh, about whether peronism, the uh, political philosophy of Argentina, will uh, be good for your sexual life. We're going to get into detail on that. And we're also going to talk about a man from Chile who's trying to escape justice by fleeing to the University of Alabama. Interesting plan. So, Fab, I hope I'm going to lead us off today. You're ready yes. to go, I trust. I can feel the enthusiasm. Fab, this one comes from to us from Vice Magazine. The headline... Okay. Uh, and it, the headline, yeah, you've heard of Vice. You know, they're the guys running around uh, yeah. causing trouble and filming uh, people eating snakes and stuff. And this time they've got a headline. The headline was, Tourists are now smoking toad venom in Mexico's hipster town of Tulum. The article is by Matha Busby. Shout out to him. Got, always got to give credit to these guys out there getting the story on Toad Venom in Tulum. I imagine pitching to your editor. I'm going. I hear about people doing a crazy drug down in Mexico. I need five thousand dollars so I can go check it out. <laughs> no, Vice is like yes, yeah. Vice, <laughs> they've already so written you a check. Just grab a handful yeah. of cash yeah. from the big Vice pile and off you go. Well, anyway, I guess I've been to Tulum. Have you ever been to Tulum, Fab? It's a town on yeah, the Yucatan Peninsula. Once. Yeah, it seems like because yeah, I mean, we're hipsters. Yeah. Of course, we had to go there. I mean, and I, mean, I thought it, it was part of our, yeah, it, it, it was great. I had fun there and uh, it was, it 
was a little bit of annoying people, but it wasn't that bad as I expected to be, to be honest. Sure, you're chilling on the beach. There's there's grades of it from extremely fancy to like barefoot backpackers sleeping in hammocks, but it's generally a hipster yeah. vibe. It's a pretty narrow stretch of land, sort of like there's basically one road that runs along the beach and then there's jungle on one side and beach on the other side. The beach is covered with seaweed, right? That was my experience. Yeah. They had these guys, I was staying at a nice place and they had these guys raking all day, just raking up the seaweed and then just more seaweed came in. It was the closest job I've ever seen to like Sisyphus rolling that rock uphill. It's the kind of place where people go and like, yeah, I want to live here. And some people have done it. You know, you can see people who are like, they're not supposed to be there and they're there forever. Yeah. Um, and another thing that happened to me is like when I went there, it was kind of like counterintuitive. I was trying to watch uh, a soccer game. Okay. And it, it was impossible. I tried like five different places. No one cared about like soccer or, or normal stuff, you know? So it was like the only one like, hey, sh shut down, uh, I don't know, Vampire Weekend. And and just please <laughs> with this soccer game. <laughs> well, the hipsters, uh, uh, the American hipsters, kind of adopted soccer. So I'm surprised you couldn't find anybody. What game were you trying to watch? No, I was trying to like, watch a minor game uh, of Chile between. I mean, I think it was Chile Peru or something. Like they didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not, not not, no, no one is that Peru. hipster. No one you know is that if, hipster yet. If they had United States against Germany or something, I bet it would have been on because that's what the hipsters love. Well, anyway, the hipsters are not having enough fun like drinking margaritas and going to the beach. So they've taken it to the next level. They're smoking the venom of the... It's called the Bufo Alvarius Toad. Okay. Which has inside it 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, DMT. You smoke it. Yeah. It's like a rocket ride out of your body. The particle you feel of crazy. God. It, it's gone. It's yeah, the, particle the particle of God, of they call God. it. Now, the thing about DMT I always thought was that it exists everywhere i think it's in most plants and stuff but i guess it's yeah particularly available on the 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 secretion of this toad this poor toad by the way this toad lives over there it's the colorado river sonoran desert toad just trying to make it in the desert just looking for water and some guy grabs it and rubs all its uh secretions off and makes it into a drug and hipsters are smoking this now what do we think of this fab well, uh, did you ever uh, smoke DMT? You know uh, I have not trying it? smoked DMT, but I did have DMT in the form of ayahuasca. So I feel like I'm part of the problem here. Like I was a, a hipster going to South America <laughs> and experiencing these weird things. But to me, toad venom, a bridge too far. You know, you got a, a plant is one thing, but a toad, I don't know. I, w I was I was uh, in a party and uh, it was not a party. It was like a gathering of five people and because you can't do that in a party, to be honest. It's more like, a, yeah, like let's try to like, you know, find God and find meaning. And that was these people that they, they were smoking this. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And they were all having like amazing experiences while I was like, just, I mean, drinking, I don't know, Coca-Cola. And uh, <laughs> one of them, one of them uh, started smoking this. And I was like, oh, this shit smells so bad. And it smelled really bad. That's the first thing. It's like, it smelled like, uh, I don't know, like you're in a farm when yeah, people okay. are doing this. Earthy. Um, it doesn't smell, it doesn't smell great. Yeah. And second, I want to say like, um, I know about this, I knew about this because I have a friend. She's a great comic, Alexis Deanda. She's a super funny comedian. You can follow her. And uh, she told me about this a long time ago. So Mexico has been doing this for a long time. And now Americans are there to ruin it. 
we're going to ruin it like we do everything. The list of people, by the way, in this article, the, the guy who runs the resort, his name is Hieta Luoma. He says, if the client okay. doesn't lose the notion of time and space completely, I consider it too low a dose. So he's running a resort for oh. this. And they're listing some of the celebrities who've enjoyed the um, toad venom. Uh, many attest to the life-changing, illuminating, and breakthrough trips, including, here's the list of people. U.S. President okay. Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Former boxer, Mike <laughs> of Tyson. <course. laughs> yeah, former boxer, Mike Tyson. And TV personality, Christina Hack. I had to look up Christina Hack. I guess she hosts a show on HGTV where she, like, fixes houses or something. And maybe Toad Venom, hey, if it gives you some cool insights into how to fix your house, that could be great. I mean, I, I think um, everything that uh, Hunter Biden have tried uh, should be legal. He, <laughs> he, he's, he goes too far. He went too far with this. He's gone you know? too far with these things. I think, you know, yeah. if you're a vegan, are you allowed to smoke toad venom? Or is that, I don't think so. It's the same as cheese or milk or something, right? You're taking something yeah, from an animal like, that it doesn't want to give you. And I, and I think, it's, it, I remember like someone saying that it comes from like their their back. It's like in, in the back of the toad, like they just scratch it. You know, so it's not it's not a nice thing to do to a little animal. No, it's rude to do to a toad. So I think officially our podcast position is curious but negative on smoking toad venom for now. But listeners, if you've smoked toad venom, if you have insights, you can always reach us at 4FromTheSouth on Twitter and at Gmail. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay, we've got another one. One of our favorite characters, Fab. Uh, Bukele, his name is. He's the guy running Bukele. El Salvador. But yeah, we called him Nagy. the president. And sometimes we, we, even we were nervous about calling him the dictator of El Salvador because, you know, it's, it's harsh to call somebody a dictator. You want to make sure that you're uh, getting your facts right. You know, if he's just being an honest broker and following the constitution, whatever. But over this week, apparently, the term dictator of El Salvador was trending on Twitter. And so in kind of an ironic wink, this guy Bukele, he changed his Twitter, his own Twitter handle to Dictator of El Salvador. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, the ultimate uh, move for a dictator. You know, start yeah. making fun of dictatorship. I, you know, it's I like, think... if when you say like, of course I'm not. I mean, guys, like, listen, yeah. I just, I, look, look at, look at the jog I'm running right now on, <laughs> on Twitter. Like, okay, I'm going to change my handle. Come on. Yeah. Like, and no, no one is laughing. We're going to kill all of you. Yeah. Everyone is not in laughing going to jail right now. Yeah. yeah. I saw a quote from him where he said something like, hey, if I were a dictator, I would shoot all these people, not just fire them. And I felt like that was kind of a veiled threat, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what Maduro always said in Venezuela, by the oh, way. Oh, really? He's always like, oh, but you guys are saying that you hate me and you guys are not dead. So I'm not that bad. So it's proof you know, I'm a great like, guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I, I I was reading this weekend about uh, Bukele and it was like, ah, everyone has loved this guy so much and he's so cool and young and Bitcoin and shit. But he's against uh, abortion okay. and same-sex uh, marriage in, okay. in El Salvador. He's very religious. Oh, really? Yeah. He's religious and, uh, in, uh, in was, what way? What, what religion? <laughs> I mean, I think like he's very conservative in like the... Okay, uh, no sex, same, same, same sex marriage, or you know, no any any kind of abortion. Um, so it's, I don't know. He this guy is always like showing his, slowly showing his true face. I think every month. But I think in this world you can be like, yeah, here you guys have bitcoins and Dutch coins, and at the same time, uh, no books. Right. And everyone be like, oh, but it's still kind of cool, you know? We're cool, you know? We didn't have books before, and now at least we're part of some kind of movement. I think that um, the bigger story here to me is, like, irony and sort of, like, playing along, going with the joke. Uh, I guess Trump was one of the great pioneers of this, but, like, saying the opposite, say, leaning into the joke of what you are, that's becoming a very powerful tool for politicians, and it's a little hard for... It's kind of like a, 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 a cheat code because the, the newspapers and the sort of political journalists are not prepared to discuss what something like this might mean. Irony. They're used to taking people literally. Yeah. Yes. And the irony is just kind of a game breaker. Teenagers discovered this a long time ago to mess with their parents. And now I think politicians are discovering it to mess with the 
kind of people that usually regulate or keep some kind of eye on politicians. Yeah. And, and the problem is like, you can, I mean, you can always say like, it's a joke. It's a joke. I was just joking. And- <laughs> what? It's just funny. It's I'm just course, kidding. A I'm a pretend dictator. I'm not a real dictator. I'm a pretend dictator. This I mean, reminds I, me I, of a story. I, sorry. Yeah, go for I it. Was, I was just going to say this reminds me of a story of a friend of mine who was sort of ironically uh, berating the assistant at a TV show he worked on in a kind of a joke way, but also he was really mad. And another writer that worked there told him, remember, you're a pretend Hollywood asshole, not a real one. I mean, that's how it works. I, I, I also like this reminds me of a Pinochet quote oh, that uh, there, there was an interview and he, they asked him like, hey, uh, they found uh, human bodies, like three people, three, three human bodies in a in a hole in the ground. OK. Uh, I mean, telling like, hey, this this is like your government is killing these people. And he answered, oh, that sounds a good economy. And it's like how economical, like something like that. And you're like, oh, so these people have a sense of humor, you know? Right. So, but a really dark one. The thin line of like making jokes and try to be funny, it's not, it's, it's, isn't there, it's always been there. Yes. Yeah. I think Mao, they used to say Mao was actually pretty funny. And then people would think, oh, it was fine. I was just joking around with him. And then they'd end up like sent out to dig ditches in Mongolia or something. Um, so but it is, what's the lesson like, here? Comedy can kill you. Comedy, be, be warned of, you know, it used to be that the dictator, you could tell who he was because he wore a big uniform with a ton of medals on it. And he was watching a parade of tanks Angry. go by. But now he's on Twitter and he's trading bitcoins. You got to watch out. There's a new, the dictator 2.0. We, we're going to need to keep our eye on. Yeah, it's more, it's, it's nicer. Okay, we've got another story for you. And this is from um, Argentina. Fab, you're going to have to help me out with okay. this one. I learned about it in yeah, The Economist. Yeah. They quoted an Argentinian politician. They just had their primary in Argentina, which is kind of like, in Argentina, they have like a preview election, which is the primary, and then they have the regular election. It's the election. weirdest system ever. It totally crazy. Oh. And it's mandatory. You have to vote in the primary, which is would yeah, yeah. massively change American politics, I think. Anyway, a woman named Victoria Tolosa Paz she is sort of supporting the ruling party. And she had a quote, it was translated for me as in Peronism, the philosophy she has, the political side she's on in Peronism, you always get laid. And people like, you know, she probably thought this was cute and funny thing to say, but people didn't like it. And her party suffered a defeat at the polls. But Fab, I was hoping you could walk me through a little bit the linguistic meanings here. What's going on? So uh, yeah, I was I was looking for this quote, and uh, and it's, first of all, it's true. This is a true story, uh, and it, this was a she she was being asked. Uh, it, it, it was like a Facebook um, kind of a conference that she was doing. So a lot of people were asking her questions, and she's trying to like be cool and nice, you know. Okay, and young. It. Is she on video or is she and, like typing? Is it like ask me anything? Yeah, no, it's or? video. Okay. Yeah, and she 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 was like uh, according to this news. She was like, oh, um, a lot of young people love our party. You know, the real, the strongest part of our party, El Frente de Todos, it's, uh, it's young, you know? And uh, then someone asked him, like uh, one of the hosts is like, oh, so people young like want to dance, want to have sex. Uh, when are people going to be able to go back to have sex? I mean, oh, gotcha. because of the okay. pandemic, there was a lot of restrictions. There was no parties. Gotcha. And she answered... It's huge because in Peronismo, you always get laid. But she said, in Peronismo, siempre se garcho. 
That is a very Argentinian way to say okay. Garcho is a very Argentinian way to say have sex. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is it's all true. And she was, like, talking about, like, she was being asked about, oh, okay, when people are going to be able to, like, oh, actually, I'm listening to the video right now, sorry. Okay. Um, in a, yeah, she was in a very young uh, setting. If you watch the the conference, like she was part of like kind of like a TV show on YouTube. Okay, gotcha. She's uh, in a chill kind of like talk show chill format. It looks like she's on like one of those a British style panel show with a couple guys or like a radio show kind of thing. Like she's not giving a formal speech. Say, she's trying to be chill. I mean, even like she's not saying a formal speech and this is like very chill and like having fun. And then she said this. She's right. <laughs> I think she have a point here. <laughs> Tell me more. I don't know. I feel like it, uh, Argentina always been like this crazy fun place, uh, and people always very liberal with 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 their bodies and like you know it's like sex is not that a big deal. Like in Chile, Chile's more conservative. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I I can feel that during Peronism there was a lot of sex. Okay, like, yeah. all these years, Argentina does I mean, have that rep. I don't have and the I mean, numbers I, here. I don't have. But couple yeah. thoughts. I love Sounds this right. attitude for a politician. Like, it's amazing that no politicians have tried this before. I haven't heard a Democrat or a Republican say, like, we're the sexier party. You're going to have more, you have more sex when we're in charge. Like, and that's a powerful argument that would break through. And I really haven't heard it. Another thought I had, though, in English, like almost any way you would say this, possibly because of sort of underlying misogynistic ideas in the language, but saying, like, you're always going to get laid is probably the most gentle way, but saying like you're going to get screwed or you're like, there, there's a way where this saying could mean like you're good. It would have a double meaning of like, it, we're going to stick it yeah. to you. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it's not going to be yeah. good. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering if that came through in Spanish too, or if this is like, if Spanish has more beautiful ways of saying, uh, you're going to have sex that, that are sort of gender positive. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's someone doing this joke already on Twitter, like, yeah, Perism already Got screwed me, okay. you know? Like, right. I, I know there. that because, I mean, yeah. look at my business. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I think she mean like, I mean, she mean a woman telling saying this, and that helps the quote, you know? Right. Maybe right. if a dude will be like, like you're going to get blown later, we'll be like, yeah. get out of here. And uh, by the way, you made me think because I think if Trump have said that at some point, yeah, I don't think if his base will be happy because no. I think his base is very scared of sex. It's like right. young, uh, I mean, on internet trolls that maybe you tell like, are you gonna have more sex? They'll be like, oh really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to be exactly. naked the, around a woman. The Twitter incel four uh, chan mafia would be terrified. Very, ter- I mean, they will say like, yes, exactly what we want, and then inside be like, I'm not sure. But, you know, I wish that uh, so, Trump had said something like this because the sort of Brooklyn, uh, you know, protester, anti-Trump people would have immediately, their immediate reaction would be like, oh, yeah, we'll show you. And then there would have been a sexual explosion just as an act of protest to Trump, yeah. which could have benefited yeah. a lot of people. I don't know. It could have changed the whole game. So maybe Trump was wisely steered clear of this. And for uh, Paz, I think it was an error, right? She, this was... this. It broke through enough yeah. that I heard about it in an English magazine, The Economist, which doesn't think very highly of what's going on in Argentina. No, and 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 by the way, like there's a war going on right now between uh, the president uh, Alberto Fernandez and the vice president. 
Cristina Fernandez. And yes. um, at the beginning of this relationship, they always have a tense relationship, by the way. Um, the story is like when Cristina, she was the president, uh, she was very shady, you know, and a lot of people think that she also like murdered someone. I mean, there's no any proof of that, but like a lot of people think that way. And um, this, 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 uh, the guy who's the president right now, he was very hesitant about, you know, work with her. And he was part of the same party, but like he was like one of the first to criticize her. So then when, he, because he was a nobody, to be honest, like the, the president of Argentina was not like a important politician at the time. Right. Uh, but then they needed someone that looks fresh and it was kind of like out of the radar. And they have a meeting with Cristina Fernandez and they kind of like make a deal. Like, okay, I'm going to be the president. You're going to be the vice president. We're going to make this work. And there was like, peaceful times till now because now everyone's blaming each other like it's your fault you're not strong enough and well he also did this party um for, uh, fernandez uh, alberto the president did this little gathering during COVID, and everyone said hating him so christina kishner kind of like joined that group of criticizing this guy so yeah there's a war right now between president and vice president uh, ongoing in argentina got it a shaky alliance which, you know, that can be it's sexy. That can lead to sexy mm -mm. situations. So maybe she's right. Nope. You know, the, reading about Argentina, like, it's something that I think we here in the United States, like, don't, there's always a, an economic crisis going on in Argentina that's beyond the, the thing, like, inflation is at 50%. Unemployment is double digits. Yeah, like, it's a wonder that people are getting up and going to work in Argentina. You know, it, it would, if that happened in the United States, there'd be riots in the streets, it'd be crazy. And yet, Somehow it does seem to function and people are doing their thing. And Yeah, and it's just life now in Argentina. I think it's been so long without a crisis. The funny thing, I mean, or, or not funny, but crazy, is that uh, uh, even when, like, now they lose a lot of votes, these people, got, like, for a long time, they beloved, not no for, like, their economical response, more for, like, their character. The character, know? yes. You know, you can have, like, a really huge crisis and be, like, charismatic enough and smart enough to like play with the tools of the country and make it work you know push through it right i i get the sense you know in the united states politicians especially at the presidential level sort of held responsible for the economy but it seems like argentina's everyone accepts that argentina's economy is some crazy monster up down left right they owe 45 billion dollars to the imf i mean it's just it it's it's, I think, it's like I think a, they have the enemy of the uh, I think it's like when you 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 make your enemy and something some force from outside the country. You're like, okay, can't do anything, man. Like, <laughs> it's not my fault. They try yes. to like you know make us pay this debt, and it's yes. impossible. So, um, and I I don't remember who was the first one to say this, but like they decided like we're not gonna pay for this debt anymore. Why should like, they? Okay. You know? Yeah. What, what, what what's gonna happen? What's who supposed rang to happen? Who up the debt? I didn't debt. do it. If I'm a 30-year-old Argentinian guy, it's like, I, I didn't get $45 billion from the IMF. Why am I going to suffer to pay it back? It doesn't make sense. Go get the guys <laughs> who did it. They're probably yeah. dead. Yeah. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. 
How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, oh, and catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Well, okay. We have to wrap up, of course, with a story from Chile. What have you got for us? What's going on in your beautiful, wonderful, narrow country? So, guys, it's been a crazy couple of months. Uh, if you if you guys are listening to this podcast in the last month, just in the last month, one of the guys who was writing the convention for, uh, for to be, I mean, for the next constitution of Chile, uh, fake his cancer. He's supposed to have cancer. He won because he has cancer. And then this week... We found out he had syphilis. Oh, okay. So he was, was sick. It was syphilis. He just lied about what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think cancer is it's is is big worse than syphilis. Totally. And uh, the government help you if you have syphilis. Also help if you have cancer. It's, it's not the same amount of money, but like if you have syphilis, you'll you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> uh so his character was building this idea of like he was more of like I don't know, a cancer fighter, you right. know, trying he to He picked a more sympathetic the... disease. Exactly. Exactly. And now, then... when he was when he said he had cancer, did he know like did he actually have syphilis and then he, he knew he had something, he just made it cancer because that's better? Or was he not even sick yet? He just later he lied about having cancer and then he got syphilis. <laughs> no, I think I think the story is like he had syphilis. Got it. And uh he was kind of ashamed of this. Sure. Doesn't uh, sound as good. And 
he just decided to go with cancer. But the problem with that is like, I mean, I, I understand that you can fake it and be like a lie and, you know, you can, everyone can make mistakes. But he was like writing a blog about cancer. He had like a blog with like chemo 36, the pain, in, you know. Wow. That's he must have had to do lies. a lot of homework. Yeah, that's a lot of research. A too. lot of, yes, yes. Yeah. And a blog and, uh, is sacred. I think one of the biggest. You're not supposed to lie on your blog. No, you don't lie in blogs. And he he also like I, I think one of the mistakes was the numbers. He he was like, oh, I have this debt on chemos, and it was like, oh, chemos are not that expensive. <laughs> oh, <You God>. know? <laughs> he inflated the price of his fake chemo. Wow. Yeah. Well, well so then, then a couple of days before that, the same political movement of this guy, they found out like he have uh, they run with a presidential candidate called uh, Diego Calao, and they found out like more than. 60% of his uh, signatures to be to run for president, because if you're independent in Chile, you have to get like a bunch of signatures to run, uh, were fake. Were from a notary, and the notary was death. Okay. Um, so The old dead okay, notary scam. We, we, we keep cr- scratching like people from, you know, politics, and then yesterday, I mean, we used to have seven people running for president. Okay. Now we're like five, going to five, probably. Okay. Um... <laughs> So this week they found out that one of the candidates, who's kind of like a libertarian kind of, uh, I mean, he 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 approached to the idea of government with like, I'm outside of the political uh, spectrum, you know, I don't care, I'm for the people. But like, if you read his his ideas, are more like a libertarian kind of character, and uh, he was a guy that could give you advice on TV about what to do with your money. Okay. Um, so that that was his platform, you know. I help you with your money. I can make your money. I can be president. Right, right. Um, and then, uh, well, he 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 was a a, a teacher at the University of Alabama. Okay. Uh, he decided uh, economics or something. Sure. And he decided to run again as okay. the president of Chile in this election. Okay. Last time he ran four years ago, he got twenty uh, ten percent. Okay. I mean, not bad at all. Yeah. He came out fourth. Player. Yeah. A player. So he's running again. And he's, I mean, I was checking his social media because his candidacy was kind of weird. He don't give any interviews. I mean, we're two months from the election. Okay. You know? So two months from the election. No is, he in, is he in Alabama or where is he? Yes. He hasn't okay. touched Chile for three years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> this guy was running an online campaign. I mean, there's a video. There's a video like his his uh, supporters goes to. Uh, you have to do a whole ritual to like get into the candidacy. You have to go to like the Cervelle, that is the, the the place where like they approve the signatures and approve that you're 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 gonna be the candidate. And there's people with an iPhone and he, you know, rooting for a guy who is on Zoom, be like, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> be the president of this country. Okay. <laughs> and so if you watch his social media. You can see that the trend of his audience starting like, hey, when are you coming? Hey, man, hey, we you need want you to here. show up here? Yeah, the campaign's kind of down here. It's 6,000 miles away from where you are. And he keeps saying like, in this world, we do, cl- uh, 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 we, we do Zoom for everything. We do Zoom for classes. We do Zoom with our kids. True. What's That's the a difference point. That's there a point. or not? Yes. Yeah, but what, why, why he's not doing classes in the University of Alabama through Zoom? <laughs> That's true. Of like, trying That's true. To be the running of a the, you would maybe center yourself geographically in the place where you're trying to be the president, and not where. You, and then yeah, your work you could do by Zoom, right? Okay. So, 
uh, th this controversy keep going and it kind of, and he was making this video saying like um oh there's a debate coming up next week the first presidential debate and he was invited and he said like yeah of course through zoom and uh, the rest of the candidates was like that's not fair we're going to be there you know right. this guy's going to have the chance to be in another place we don't know who's there maybe they're going to be like you know throwing him numbers behind cameras sure gonna, yeah you know? he can have the cheats right in front of him Exactly. You just like make him come here and, you know, we'll, we'll debate. Um, and he was like, this is censorship. They're trying to destroy me. The media hates me. They're doing this because it's like the media is shady and they don't want me to tell the truth of power to, to power, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and yesterday they found out he have haven't paid for the money to his for his kids. OK, um, we got it, him. We got him. that in English. <laughs> uh, maybe that's child support or alimony, depending on. If it's your yeah. wife or your kids. Um, okay, so he's well, Chile, he, he, he shows up in Chile, he's in trouble. In Chile, we call them like Papito Corazon. Oh, that's nice. Uh, Heart payments. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, oh, it's like a father who's now had to show up. It's like heartful dad. Heartful you know, payments. Like okay, wow. That's it's pretty brutal to put that in the to put heart stuff in the form of money, but I kind of like it. Well, yeah. And uh, he clearly haven't paid for years. He, he, he oh, and the, the, the story run by Canal 13 in Chile is that if he step on Chile, like he, he arrive on a plane, he can be taken to jail immediately. Gotcha. <laughs> and that's the reason why he was running this Zoom campaign. Stick in Alabama, hang out, maybe you get lucky. And then if he becomes, what if he had become president? Still have the pain. I know, I he's going to be the Zoom president of Chile. Yeah. You know, I would just what I was it, well, thinking is it, it is football season up here, Alabama. That's a pretty big deal. Maybe he didn't want to miss that. That makes sense. That yeah. make more sense than anything else <laughs> you have said. And he, he he called the University of Alabama, and the University of Alabama is like, yeah, he hasn't worked here since 2015. Oh, another twist. So he he's avoiding Chile for his fake job in Alabama. Wow. Okay. It well, seems like. And Good work by uh, Chilean journalists for un uncovering all this. By the way, these there are a yeah, lot of scams morning, out there. He he he, he dismissed. Uh, I mean, he 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 changed his LinkedIn. Like, oh no, I was never in the right. University of Alabama. I meant to get to my LinkedIn so, and explain that one. Sorry about that. Okay, it's cool. funny that moment of thinking of like, damn it, my LinkedIn. Oh, it's still of course, it's that's so rude of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is like you, you you might not get to changing your LinkedIn till you know five six years after you change jobs. You never know. You're running for president. You're very yeah. preoccupied. LinkedIn's not your number one thing. Yeah, you're right. No one is checking on that. But well, wow. this is uh, another candidate who's he's still in the ballot. You know, he's still in the ballot right now, and I think it's hard. To, like he's not going to be in the ballot. So uh, maybe he can be the first soon president. Why not? We should interview a couple of his voters and see how they uh, the the diehard loyalists who still think he's the guy for the job. I'm sure there's a lot of out there. Well, guys, Toad Venom uh, getting laid relative to politics, irony, Twitter presidents, and. Chilean, Alabama, Zoom, presidential imposters. I think we covered it all. I hope you got your money's worth here on Four from the South. Hit us up on Twitter or uh, Gmail to send us stories uh, you encounter in the world of big Latin America. Thank you so much, Fab. Always a pleasure doing the show with you. Thank you, Steve. See you guys. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. 
Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 